So what I've done, uh, I think I did, uh, God gave me Romans 8.8 uh, two weeks ago. Then last week, he gave me Galatians 5.16. And then this week, he's given me 1 Corinthians uh, verse, uh, sorry, chapter 2, verse 5. So um, if you've got your Bibles, why don't you get 1 Corinthians out, and we're going to read there. And so we've been doing something over the last three weeks. I was kind of felt like God was saying, you know, don't do a series. We had a series planned, um, and I had it well planned, uh, but we'll do it next year. Uh, and, and instead to do something a little different. And in doing it different, we've, uh, we've really just been reading Scripture. And how cool is it that God knows where you are, God has ordained it this day that you are here, that you're going to hear some scripture, and it's not by my own understanding or my own strength or your strength, but that God works all things together, that he knits things together, and I hope, and my prayer for you before we start, we will pray, is that there'll be something from this word that will encourage and inspire you today. Cool? All right. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word. Lord, it talks about wisdom and uh, the wisdom from the Holy Spirit, and so God, give us wisdom. And James, it says, ask for wisdom and he'll give it to you. Well, you'll give it to us. So Lord, we we pray that you'd give us wisdom, but not of man, of you, Holy Spirit. Speak to us today and help us to have ears to hear what you're saying to each and every one of us through your scripture. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so if you've got your phones or your Bibles, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Um, And so the verse that God uh, has given me, so he's given me three verses over these three weeks and uh, and then really told me to unpack what uh, that entire chapter looks like. So verse five, sorry, so that your faith might, uh, might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Let me do that again. So that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. It's a theme that I feel like the Holy Spirit's been talking to us about, about having uh, wisdom from Him and not just going by the cookie-cutter path in uh, worldly or humanity wisdom. All right, let's go. And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. I'm using ESV. If you want to follow along on your phones, feel free. I did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. Verse 2, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Crucified, And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. You know, it's interesting there. Paul, who, who's written uh, this Corinthians book to the church in Corinth, he was a wise man. He was a learned guy. He was well-respected. And he starts in chapter 2 saying, I I didn't come to you with awesome PowerPoint presentations and theological 52-point unpacking sermons. I came to you with a message of Jesus Christ. And what God's been talking to me about is that's a very simple message. Now, it can be done in complicated ways for sure. But the simple message of Christianity is that Jesus came for you, died for you, lived for you, died for you, and now is at the right hand of the Father. And we have the Holy Spirit, the connector, with us. And I love that. He said, I didn't come with lofty speech. And as a guy who, uh, my background is, I love lofty speech. 
You know, I love a little bit of put a little pizzazz on that. And sometimes that's fine. But I've really been, I, when I read that, I read it in what God's been talking to me about. And that, hey, you know, sometimes we just need to get back to the simple truth. Sometimes it's just reading scripture. We're doing this because for many of us, not looking at any, in fact, I won't make eye contact with anyone. I'll do this. For many of us, we don't read our Bibles at all. Not looking at anyone. (laughs) And so for me to just sit up and read some scripture might be the first time for many of us, sadly, that you've heard in a while. So let's start here. If you are that person, I don't want to condemn you, but maybe the Holy Spirit convicts you to to read and to to get into his word. Verse 4, I think. And my speech and my message were not implausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and power. Can you guys say demonstration of the Spirit and power? Demonstration of the Spirit and power. Interesting that he says, and my message in, in my speech and my message were not implausible words of wisdom, so like wisdom of the day, but powerful works of the Holy Spirit. And I think it would be fair to say that in, the, in, in, in that church, we don't see a whole lot of that. Maybe we've gone to plausible words of wisdom a little bit. And do you know why? There's safety there, right? There's comfort there. There's like, right, I can plan this. But getting up and, and asking to see God move powerfully, you can't always plan that. And I understand. I understand where that comes from. I love that. The demonstration of the spirit and of power. And as we've talked about this over the last couple of weeks, seeing the Holy Spirit move powerfully doesn't always mean seeing the Holy Spirit move loudly or uh, up the front even. Seeing a powerful demonstration of the Holy Spirit could be with your two-year-old when you're putting her to bed and you just have a word or have a song or have a moment. How many people would like to see a powerful demonstration of the Holy Spirit in their life. It's my hope for you. It's my hope for me. So that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. That was our key verse. Verse 6, Yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom. So there are times we impart wisdom, we talk about theology, we read through the Word 100%. We do that in our own personal lives. I believe that's important to have your own quiet times spending time with the Holy Spirit, spending time with God, and also in connect groups. That could be very helpful as well, getting together in a group of people. So yes, among the mature, we do impart wisdom. Although it is not a wisdom of the age of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away, but we input a secret hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages of our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for they, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory if they did. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. God has a plan and a purpose for you, for me, and no one could even imagine what God's got on your life. If you jumped in a time machine and told me that I'd be sitting in front of you fine people, even a decade ago, I'd go, no ear has seen, no eye has heard. (laughs) Um, And I know that many of you have testimonies like that too. God loves you. You love him. He has a plan and a purpose for you. Verse 10, these things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. Verse 11, 
For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one can comprehend the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given to us by God. And we impart this in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, but they are folly to him. As you operate in the Spirit of God, as you operate day to day, people aren't going to understand. And in many ways, I've seen that be salt and light, right? People go to a situation, they go, I can't say why, I can't put my finger on it, but there is something different about you. You operate under some sort of different thing. You're led by the Spirit. They don't know that. But you you have the gift of discernment on your life. You almost have a gift of prophecy. You have a gift of encouragement, of hospitality on your life. And you stand out. I remember a few years ago, I was teaching at Vision College. And I really loved kids. And I loved teaching these rat bags. They were like, you know that one 15-year-old in your class when you're at high school uh, that was a good kid, but just like horrendous. They would, you know, they'd bunk class. They would, they would come along. They would do fart jokes, and they just weren't interested. They were there to have lunch um, and uh, to to have like playtime and, and recess. Anyone remember that kid in, in class? Who was that kid in class? I see those hands. <laughs> I was that kid in class, and so I loved these kids, and I just loved them putting into their lives. They were really cool. I mean, they were awesome. We had to call the police on them three times. It was great. Uh, there was always fights and stabbings, and I had, you know, all this other stuff. It was awesome. I loved it. Uh, but there was also this other thing called education. No, I'm joking. It was great. But I, I wasn't a gifted educator. Uh, and so I, there was two parts to this tutoring role that I had with these kids that were trying to do NCA Level 1. Uh, it was taking them through education, um, trying to get them NCA Level 1. And the second thing was just life skills, trying to get them to to just be better human beings. Um, and I did really well at that, and not so good at the first bit. That's okay. Um, my boss didn't think so, but that's all right. <clears throat> but anyway, I remember coming out going, I don't think I've done a very good job. I really don't. You know, I, I, I've struggled with these kids. It's hard. You need to be a gifted educator with these types of kids. And uh, I just don't think I did that good a job. And then my eye blew up, and I had major issues, and I had to um, had to quit my job, and and other things, and uh, Hannah and I went back in to see my boss a while later, and he said something really interesting. Now, again, this is not, I, I will be honest, I thought I'd done a terrible job, and I think in many ways perhaps I had, but he said to me one thing's really interesting. He said he spoke to the students in the hallway, and they said, oh, we've got a new tutor. He's fine, but there was always something special about Dre, and they, he said, well, what? And they were like, oh, we don't know. There's always something always something different. There's always something special about him. Oh, and it's kind of like that teacher and that teacher, just naming the Christians in the, <laughs> in the college. Um, and there was a discernible difference that we had a hope and a, and a, and a future for them. Um, and when you have the Holy Spirit, your whole ethos, your whole mindset is different. You walk into a tricky situation and you don't go, this is done. You go, woo, we're in for some uh, revitalization. We're into some renewal territory. We're into a space where we can see God do the impossible. 
And I know that you have a situation in your life where you need the impossible made possible. And as believers who are walking in the truth of the Holy Spirit, we have a confidence in that, right? We have a confidence that you can do things. Um, I've said it before, but my father-in-law is really great at that. He's like, ah, this is an opportunity for God to do something amazing. And I'm like, yeah, I call that a hot mess. But, you know, (laughs) not his life, just situations. (laughs) Thanks, he says. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Verse 15, the spiritual person judges all things, but it is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. And what I want to say today is, do you have the mind of Christ? The Bible says, do you think like Jesus does? Do you respond and react like Jesus does or did or does? Do you have the mind of Christ or do you perhaps have a little bit of sinful flesh that we read in Romans 8? Do you perhaps go to the default of negativity first? Do you perhaps see the negative? Do you perhaps always go to the worst case scenario? Do you worry? Does everything in your life go through a lens of worry? I don't think that's what we see here described in 1 Corinthians. The mind of Christ. The person of the world can't discern these things, but we can because we are led by the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but I'm not always perfect. Don't nod, Hannah. (laughs) Um, She's true. She's right. Um, I make mistakes, and as do you. But, you know, there's a scripture about by the renewing of our mind. You can be renewed by God. I love that idea that there's a renewal. There's a doesn't matter where you are right now, God can renew your thinking. God can renew your mind. And who wants to be led by the mind of Christ rather than their flesh, fleshly human mind? Mind of Christ, who's got their hand up? Fleshly mind. Oh, get your hands down quick. Someone was slow. Carol Ann, sorry, you were too slow. <laughs> no, it wasn't Carol Ann. Who was it? It was Megan. <laughs> sorry, Carol Ann, wherever you are, threw you under the bus. Can we stand, Holy, um, and we're going to pray, and then we're going to get the, the worship team up. You know, this has been a real journey for me, because I, I, I love to be prepared in my sermons, and the Holy Spirit's just been speaking to me about reading the Word and just letting Him instruct us and guide us. Can we get the worship team up, please? Thanks, guys. You know, I was talking with someone this week just about you know, when you hear, uh, there's so many different people in this room right now with so much different experience um, and knowledge. But I want to say something to you. Wherever you are in the room right now, you can always, always, always go to God. This space isn't any special place. We do come together corporately to walk in His presence and to walk together. But three in the morning when you're worrying about your kids... Go to Jesus. When you're struggling with your appearance, go to Jesus. He will lead you. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide your mind and have a mind of Christ. Who is Christ? Prince of Peace. The authority, the Alpha, the Omega. 
son of Jesus, son of God, ask for the mind of Christ. Ask for the Holy Spirit to guide you. Relationship issues right now. I know there are marriage issues. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. Yes, do counseling. Yes, talk. Pray together. Just for those for a second as I'm feeling the Holy Spirit leading me, I was reminded by an older guy who had done 30 years of marriage counseling, and he said this one thing to me. He said, in all of the years that I've done this, I've asked this question. Do you pray together regularly? This is for those couples. Do you pray together on a daily basis, praying for each other, reading the Word in your quiet times and doing that together? And he said to me, now it may not be indicative that every person that doesn't do that do that ends up in this situation. But what he did say was every single person that was in critical marriage crisis, when they're sitting there in that moment, they all said, no, we don't. We don't pray together. And so if you're there and you're struggling, that would be my encouragement. Ask the Holy Spirit into your marriage. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. Spend time in His Word together. So I hope that was a word for someone. Can we just close our eyes? I just want to speak over you. So what I was saying was that some of you here, you've been around a long time and you need to take the training wheels off a little bit and go to the Holy Spirit yourself. Go to the Word where there is a, a, a guidance for you. Some of you do need the cuddle of a brother or sister, a prophetic word. But go to God first. So wherever you are on that scale, whether you you're just feeling led just to push into His presence, or perhaps you're a new Christian, or you've not done it in a while, if you do feel that God is asking you to get prayed for, we would love to pray for you. But my encouragement is to go to God first. Now God does often speak to you through other people, for sure. Go to His Word. Go to the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, you're welcome here. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in the hearts of your people. Lord, I pray for an acceptance of the guidance of the Holy Spirit, the mind of Christ in workplaces, on building sites, wherever you are. That you will see things differently because you've asked for the mind of Christ. You have the Holy Spirit living in you been baptized into the Holy Spirit. You spend time with God. Father, we thank you for who you are. And as we wrap up this year, we've still got one more service at the beach. Lord, I just want to thank you for everyone here that calls Cornerstone home. Lord, I thank you for the guests that are here. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Be blessed today. If you'd like to come and get some prayer, we'd love to pray for you. But let's worship God, eh? See you next week.